you need to let your light shine. Matthew 5, 16, let the lost know their souls can be washed clean from the things of this world that took their life. But it's okay, you in the hands of Christ. I want to be the light that shines in this lost universe. I pray I reach the soul of me with every verse. Wanna Be The Light with Big Rev is the latest single from Studio 221 and Big Rev. Episode R014 of Reboots is sponsored by Studio 221, a full-service music production studio just outside Fort Smith, Arkansas. And Studio 221 proudly presents this Reboots interview with Big Rev and invites you to check out the artist's latest singles. This one is Wanna Be the Light. The next new single is Giants, available on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Both of these cuts were recorded at Studio 221. And you're going to find links to more information about our sponsor in the show notes. Hey there. You're dialed into Reboots, featuring stories about people who have been forced to start over, either through their own missteps or through no fault of their own. All walks of life, anonymous or named, high profile or low down. Stories with heart, soul, and grit. Because knowing and sharing our stories is essential for living a life of joy, experiencing healthy relationships, and impacting the world around us in a positive way. Now, here's your host, Tracy Winchell. Episode R014, White Flag with Big Rev, features the story of a gospel rapper. He's the son of a hard-working country music artist, and he cut his teeth on everything from 80s country and rock and roll to the mesmerizing beats of early hip-hop and rap. In this episode, Big Rev talks about moments when he wanted to give up music because he felt he wasn't getting to the next steps quickly enough. He talks about his experience with the Holy Spirit, and he shares how his family makes prayer, well, it's an inescapable component of daily life. Big Rev dives into daily habits that keep the beats and the lyrics coming, and he shares what it's like to parent a special needs child. We're going to catch up with Big Rev at Studio 221 at Chaffee Crossing, just outside Fort Smith. Now, please make a note here. Uh, our mics picked up some wind noise from outside. It was a very windy day, and we were in a portion of the building that is not set up to record pristine sound. In the studio, you're going to get greater sound than what we got in the other part of the studio. Hey, Big Rev. Thanks for inviting us into your life, my brother. Oh, no problem. It's always a blessing. Yeah. You... you um have a lot going on. Uh, you're a rapper, a musician. Tell us about your life right now. Uh, my life right now is awesome. Um, God has really blessed my life. Um, uh, he sent some wonderful people into it, um, and I couldn't be more thankful. Um, my life has just taken a total 180. Um, from a couple months ago where I was at to now, um, I'm just very, very thankful. It's hard to explain because, you know, the power of God just moves through your life and it just opens up so many doors that, that, that you thought were closed, that were open at one time, that were closed, and then God open them, opens them back up. And, I, and I'm just, I, I just, my life right now is just praising and, and I'm just thankful for what he's doing. 
So. So are you accustomed to sharing your story? And if so, where do you share it on and why? I want to share my story because there's a lot of people out there that are facing giants in their life, that are facing roadblocks, that that believe that, oh, I'm too old to be doing this, or this isn't ever going to happen, or or my child is diagnosed with a, with a disability. How are we going to do this? Um, so my story that I'm going to share today, hopefully, and I pray that it gives it, gives someone the hope. And, and, and I believe that, that, um, that it'll give them encouragement. Is, is your reboot a moment or a series of moments? Is it a, a choice or a coincidence? Tell us a little bit about what we're going to get into here. It's a series of moments um, that were placed before me. Um, for instance, um, there was one that that really impacted my life with my ministry. Um, there was a point in time where I almost gave up, but then God showed me, you're not giving up yet. So we were performing at a church called Christ of the World. It was on Towson Avenue at the time, and there was a little boy outside. I, w- I shouldn't say little boy. He was probably around 19 and we got off stage and we went outside of the church and he was pacing back and forth. Well, I walk up to him and I said, hey man, do you want to come in and enjoy the Christian music? Because it was like a jam fest we were having. And he said, no, not right now, man. And I'm, you know, me being me, I was just like, okay, man, well, the door's always open. And he pulled a gun out of his pocket and he was like, well, I'm fixing to go in my girlfriend's life. And I stood back for a moment and I looked around and I'm like, whoa, uh, <laughs> At first, I was kind of nervous, um, and then I stopped and thought, you know what? God put me in this moment for right now, so I, I'm going to minister to him. So I told him, I said, man, you don't have to do that. I said, God teaches about forgiveness, and that's what we need to do. And I said, why don't you come in here and enjoy this music and, and let us minister to you before you make a decision? Because I knew once I got him in the church and we started ministering to him, he would change his life. And, and hopefully God would impact his heart enough to, you know, rethink his situation. Well, it was just over his girlfriend was cheating on him. And like I said, I've never met this kid in my entire life. I've never seen him. His name was Jermaine. So I got him in the church and we got back on stage and the spirit fell and we were praising and, and everything. Well, he ended up giving his heart to God that night. He threw the gun in the trash at the church and the most awesome thing is about a year or two later, he became a youth pastor at West Memphis, Arkansas. Uh-uh. Yeah. So that was one moment right there that I said, God, I'm not stopping this. I'm not quitting this. And, and I can't quit this um, because you sent that boy to me because he needed you and I needed him at that moment. So that's one of the moments that, that I really decided that I'm going to continue with this. So... Man, that's powerful stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell us how you ended up on stage in the first place. Like from the beginning? or Yeah. Oh. Well, when I was small, um, my dad was in a band. He was The first band he was in, it was called Free and Easy, and it was a country band. Um, it was my uncle, my uncle James, my dad, and my Aunt Cindy. And they would travel around the world, you know, performing rock and roll, country music. And then um, after they broke up, he went to a solo career. A couple years later, he joined Ozark Mountain Music Show. And I was around six years old, and it was a show that happened every day. It was like Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday. 
and he was the lead singer. So I would go and I would just watch my dad perform. It was in our family. My cousins do it. My my uncles, my my dad, um, my brother. Uh, it just so many people has impacted my life musically in my family. We're just one big family. Um, my cousin Jonathan is a he does death metal in Las Vegas. Uh, my dad's a country singer. My uncle James is a rhythm and blues singer. Um, I'm the Christian rapper. So we have have a big mixed. But what, as I was growing up, I watched my dad perform. I've seen I've seen him have many many highs, and I've also seen him go through many many lows. Um, so music just stuck with me. I was a big 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 fan of the Eagles growing up. Um, Journey, um, uh, Newsboys, uh, just all kinds of artists. And then when I started dealing with rap, you know, I had a lot of influences back then when I was younger. Tupac, uh, Biggie Smalls. Um, all kinds of influences. So I had all this different music hitting me at once, you know. But you also have a really keen understanding of of what the music business is really like. Yes, ma'am. Um, I, I've seen it from the outside, and I've and I've I've witnessed the the greats about it, and I, and I've also felt the bads about it. Um. So, yeah, I've been around music. All my life, pretty you, much. You, you know there's no such thing as an overnight success story. No, no, ma'am. It, it's taken me 20 years to get where I'm at now. Yeah. And I'm 35, and I started this 20 years ago. And wow. I'm just now signed to a label and recording in a professional studio. Yeah, tell me about that. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, it's called Studio 221. Um, I uh, record here. My producer's still Dorch. Um, we're producing an album right now. Uh, my single's out. It's called Giants. Um, but it's an awesome, awesome testimony also um, how how this happened. I met the guys uh, about seven years ago, um, and I was with my partner, and he introduced me to him, still, and, and Dan. And so I introduced him, and I went to a fellowship one night they were having up, upstairs of the apartment complex. And I got a prophecy over me. And after that, I, I felt like we was, was supposed to work together. I felt like God was putting us together. Well, something came up. My partner that I was with, we were more partners than friends. So something came in between us that we kind of just separated. I separated from Still and Dan and, and the fellowship, not on purpose, just because I was getting told one thing. They were being told one thing. So we just kind of separated. Well, one Sunday morning, my pastor was preaching about opening doors and closing doors. And this was around the time where I was having my downfall with my music. I, I stopped. Um, I got married to my lovely wife, and I have five beautiful boys. So I was, I was more concentrating on my family. But at the same time in my spirit, I was feeling like, I can't do this anymore. I don't have no help. My partner took off the little rock and pawned everything, and he left, and left me here with nothing. I had nobody at the time. I was in the wilderness. And I kept going, God, what am I supposed to do with my ministry? I was speaking to my wife the night before that Sunday, my my pastor preached, and I told her I'm through. I'm done. I, I, I don't know. I don't have it in me anymore. And she said, no, you got to keep on holding on. You know, if, if God wants you to do this, he's going to make a way. Well, the next morning we go to church. My pastor's preaching about opening doors and closing doors. And I thought he was preaching. I felt that he was preaching right toward me. So I went home after service. Five minutes after that, my buddy Rome calls. 
and we have a discussion and we're talking. Well, he gets me back in touch with Dan. And still, so we have a meeting at Larry's Pizza, um, and Dan's talking to me about a couple ideas about the studio and, and about the label, and and I'm getting really excited, but at the same time, you know how the enemy can speak to you, and, oh, it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. You know, he was speaking to me, but at the same time, I was thinking, you know what, well, God, maybe this is my sign. So we had that discussion. A couple months later, I find out that Studio 221 is open five minutes from my house. I live in Barling. Five minutes from my house is where the studio opened. And I was like, thank you, God. (laughs) I was so excited and so full of joy that, that all this came back around. It was like a circle. I met these guys seven years ago, and then here we are back full circle. I'm on a label now with them. They're my partners. God has put them in my life. I'm blessed. Um, And none of this could be possible without God. Um, He's a big part of my life. And I just want to give him praise for all this that's happening in our lives. Because it's not only affecting me, it's affecting my partner still. It's affecting Dan. It's affecting my wife. We're all just happy and overjoyed with everything that's going on. This place here is a testimony that uh, they could explain to you better than I can about the testimony about this place, but there's a powerful, powerful testimony behind this place. And I'm just blessed to be a part of it. Let's dive in a little bit about, about the spirit. As you well know, there are Christians all over the map in terms of how the spirit speaks to us some people live their whole life and they don't feel like they've been tapped on the shoulder by the Holy Spirit. How do you bring on the Spirit? Two, how do you know when it's the Spirit? And what advice or encouragement do you have for someone who wants to invite the Spirit in but has never experienced that? Well, it starts with my favorite verse in the Bible. It's First Thessalonians 5.17. Pray without ceasing. Um, for me, the spirit, there are, there were times in my life that, you know, I was searching for it, but there are things that happen that, that can only be the acts of God, that you feel the spirit drawn, like you, you feel something like when you meet somebody for the first time and you're like, man, I like that person. He's really cool. You know, I I like that person. So it's the same feeling with the Spirit because you feel the Spirit and you're like, I like this feeling. I like the direction that I'm going. Should I go over here? No, I shouldn't because I know that, that that's a bad choice for me. Should I go over here? Yeah, I feel like God's tugging my heart that way because He moves. As believers, He moves us. Now, there are some believers that are still searching for that for that um, that. that Fill of the Spirit. And like I said, pray without ceasing. We have to, the Spirit starts with prayer. And and as long as we continue to pray and and pray and pray and pray and and just worship God and and bring Him here, He will show up. But the thing is, is once we start doubting, because I've been there, once we start doubting it and and we don't pray and we get away from our, our scriptures and we get away from the true meaning of why we're here, then Spirit won't move. You've, you've got to have the utmost faith and, and, and just pray and pray and pray. That's what I can just say. Just pray. And I encourage people. 
I know it's a small verse in the Bible, and I know there's so many more powerful verses, but pray without ceasing is so strong to me. And because it means a lot, you know, once you pray, you can pray the house down. I mean, you can, I mean, you get on your knees and you pray, you get in your prayer closet. My wife is is a big inspiration because when we were going through some things, we have two bathrooms in our house. Now the one in our bedroom, she turned into a prayer room. She has sticky notes all over the wall. She has a list of names. Um, it, it could be the smallest thing. Like one of our boys stubs his toe. She'll put it down on the on the paper. And it's just so awesome that she turned our bathroom into a prayer room. So she's big on prayer. And we're big on faith. So we go in the restroom, and, and, and I cannot go in there without seeing people that I need to pray for. And I think that's really awesome. So when you bring that environment around you, when you when you continue to pray and bring that and bring people before you to pray for them, God will lead you in the Spirit. He will tell you and show you imagine, unimaginable things. And and I don't have the correct answer. You know, if someone says, "Well, I don't ever feel the Spirit. How can you feel it?" I just tell them, "I pray." I seek God. I seek his face. I seek for what he is. And once you do that, he will pour his spirit upon you. And and, and it's just overtaking sometimes. And here, many times here at the studio, me and Still will be working on a song and I'll come in here with nothing. Like it'll be wrote totally different than what we recorded. And we just put our heads together and the spirit just flows in here and gives us the words. I mean, they just start pouring I mean, it's it's awesome. It really is. <laughs> yeah, and you know, Big Rev, that's kind of for me. Just just a a word of caution, I guess, is just because some people have never experienced it doesn't mean we need to scoff at somebody else's experience. You know, exactly. Yeah, there's I a agree mystery with that. about faith. Yes, and I think God moves on all of us differently. And it's so much fun to be able to ask a lot of people a lot of different questions about their faith and to learn from that. So thank you for being so open to to share about that. No problem. What in your life just kind of probably needs a lot of prayer right now or that has needed a lot of prayer? You alluded to earlier that um, in the last three months kind of things have turned around. Let's talk about uh, the the adversity in your life and how you navigate that. Um, the adversity in my life, um, I should I, I'm not going to call him adversity, but I have a special needs son, and he's MR slash autistic. Um, he's a, he's a very inspirational story at the same time. Um, I was out of his life for four years, um, and then I ended up getting custody because he was in a bad situation. Um, but I got custody of him, and we took him in not knowing how to raise a special needs child. There was many, many nights where we were up late, 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 late. Um, there was many nights where we were hit, bruised. Um, and there was many times where we're just like, we don't know where to go with this. We don't know what to do because we just don't know. And there were times where I would call my wife at her job crying because I didn't know what to do. There was a lot of trips to Little Rock. A lot of therapists, um, a lot of places he had to go to stay at and overnight. So we had to leave him for a while, and that really hurt us. Um, and it was, it was, 
it was rough. It really was for a while. It was rough. He's 10 years old now. He's 130 pounds almost. So he's a big boy now. He's getting so much better. But he's, it's still, there's still days where we can't go to church because the certain, certain ways, certain moods he wakes up in. There's certain situations where he can't take in a whole lot of sound. He, he doesn't like certain feels or touches. Um, and then there's days where he wa- he'll wake up and he's just in a perfect mood where we're like, okay, we're going to have a great day today. But it comes back for me, it comes back to God because I prayed for my son. We still pray for him every day. And we pray for his brothers because he's got little brothers that take care of him because, you know, he's our baby, technically. Um, and they take care of their brother. My oldest's name's Michael. My, uh, my middle child, of course, is Tristan. And then we have Kobe and Matthew. And they see the adversity that me and, and mom's faced, and they try to join with us. They say, Dad, Mom, can we help you anyway? Uh, my oldest son is to the point, he's 12 now, so he gets up and he makes breakfast and helps Tristan and gets him dressed. And Because they see the, the tough situations that he puts us in, especially when I, I work some at night at Michael's Arts and Crafts. So I work, and then he knows that I'm not there, so he gives Mom a rough time sometimes. And she's called me crying before, and I've had to come home many times because it's just adversity. And sometimes we st- sit there and think, God, you know, you know, as as humans, we say, okay, when's enough? When is enough? When's it going to be enough? And He just shows up and continues to pour His blessings on us, even though we're going through hard times. Because Tristan was is my son, and he was put in our life for a reason. And that's that's some of the hard things we go through. Um, but there's also certain things that I've faced also um, with health, you know, with my back. Um, I have a pretty bad back, and, and sometimes, it, you know, I've had to miss recording days because I've been bad on, down on my back and things like that. And it's just small things. My wife's had five rotator cuff surgeries in the past year. Um. It's just problems like that that seem to arise to, to happen, but I know why. It, it's because we're getting close to we're getting closer to a victory, and I know every time we get closer to that victory, something happens. But we got to stay, and through all the all the the adversity that we face, if it's bills, if it's car breaking down, if it's our children, if it's our relationship, which I praise God for our relationship every day. I, I love my wife more than. She's just, she's been a big blessing in my life. Um, but no matter what we face, we come together and we have faith. And there's a part in the movie, um, this movie called War Room, that I just love. And it's a part where she steps out, she starts walking through her house and she starts talking to the devil, saying, You can't have my house. You can't have my husband. You can't have my children. And you flee from this house. You get out. This house belongs to Jesus Christ. And I love that because it's true. Once we start facing adversity, and it could be anything in anyone's life, it can be anything, alcoholism, uh, drug addiction, pornography, um, it could be anything that they're facing in their life. As long as they buckle down and they say, this this soul is, doesn't belong to you. It belongs to Jesus. It belongs to God. He put me here for a reason. And back to what you said, adversity. Anytime that we face adversity, um, it gets hard. There's many times where I've cried and I've cried, but 
I have to give it to God because the battle's not ours. It's his. And my wife gets upset sometimes and I, and I always look at her and I say, we got to have faith. We have to have faith like Job had faith. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a big, uh, it's, there's a lot more to the story too um, with my son. Um, the situation he came out of was, was real bad. His mother was addicted to meth. Um, she was in an abusive relationship. Um, so I had to pull, we, he had to get out of that situation. So I've got custody of him and it was a fight for four years. Um, not knowing where he was, uh, not knowing what was going on. Um, but I held tight to God and he blessed me with him in a, in a, in an unusual situation, you know, I had to go through court and everything, but he still blessed me with him. And, and I just want to, I just praise God for that because that little boy has showed me so much even though that he goes through things in his life, even though he might not see the world the way we see it or feel the world or hear the world, he still goes on and smiles. He still wakes up and he, he smiles and laughs and runs through the house. And, and so if that little boy that goes through so much can, can go through that or can be happy like that, why can't we? So he's oh, a big man. inspiration in my life too. So Wow. Yeah. So... <laughs> How important is um, is community in your life when you just don't know where to turn and you've asked that question, how much is enough, God? My community? Yeah. Well, there's, like I said before, there's so many people that's came in my life and, and has helped me through so much. Um, and I look at the special needs community and... I have an adopted son, which his name's Josh, and he's 24. And uh, he, I let him get on stage with me and perform with me sometimes. And he, he just gets overjoyed with that. But the special needs community is real big in my heart. So when I feel like I'm not, I'm not going through, I'm going through things and I feel like, oh, I, enough's enough or I can't do this. And I look at the people that, like I said about my son, when I, I look at the people that live day to day, different lives, hard lives, people can't walk, people can't talk. I just look at them and they continue just to smile and, and be happy and be who they are, no matter what situations they're going through. And I just look, I, I just, well, if they can go through that every day and wake up and, and know that they're disabled and they can't do certain things that we can do as normal people, then why can't we just wake up and have a good day? Ain't nothing wrong with us, you know? So the community, the special needs community is big on my heart, uh, especially, of course, my son and then my adopted son. Um, and I've always been surrounded by special needs people. And I believe it was God. I know it's God because I have such a big heart. Me and my wife both have such a big heart for special needs children and, and, and adults. And, and so your, your adopted son is special needs too? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Um, but he's awesome. He's such a good worker. He has so much energy. He runs circles around me. I mean, he gets out and cuts our yard. I mean, he is just, he's a blessing. And it's just, I met him when he was about four years old on the church van. And ever since then, he just, me and him just have a really good relationship. And he's always called me dad. And, and he used to come over the house before he moved in with us. Um, he'd come over the house and eat dinner with us and stay the night and, 
he'd always ask me, when am I, when are you going to let me get on stage with you? And <laughs> I said, okay, well, let's do this. And I told him, and uh, I said, learn these songs and uh, you'll get on stage with me. And what he does is he takes these CDs of mine and goes in his room and he sits there and learns the entire album. Oh my. He'll sit in there all night long and go over these songs over and over and over. And he memorizes them so fast that I'm like, he goes, come on, I'm ready to practice. And I'm like, son, you've got all those songs down? Yeah. So we'll go down there and he knows, nails every word. So what does he play? Uh, he, he just, he doesn't play any instruments. He sings? He, he just sings okay. and raps with my vocals and stuff. And um, when he does that, he, he just does it so well. And it's so awesome because this, the community seeing him on stage puts hope in their hearts to where, well, my son's special needs, he can do that. Yeah. Or my daughter's special needs, she can do that. There's always hope. And that's one thing about Big Rev that, that I want people to know. I'm not just a Christian rapper. I'm not just an artist. I want to be a beacon of hope to people. I want to be a light that shines. I want to be something that people can can grasp and say, look how much that him and his family's doing for for this community. And so my children have an opportunity. So, what song off your current album best reflects that part that you just talked about? Light that shines. Light that shines. Yes, ma'am. It's not released yet. It's going to be released on Halloween. Um, but it's more kind of like a 70s, 80s funk feel. Um, and it's called Light That Shines, and it talks about we need to be the light for Jesus because this world is getting crazy. It's getting darker. It, it's getting to be a crazy place to live in nowadays. And and I wanted to reflect and write a song about Light That Shines because some people, sometimes, you know, as artists, a lot of us, we get so caught up in the interviews and the recording and the music videos and everything that we, yeah, we're doing, we're Christian, we're doing this for God, but at the same time, we kind of feel our flesh rising up. We kind of feel like, oh, this is about me too, you know, but no, we need to be a light for Christ because he's the reason why we're doing this. He is the totally, the the main reason I'm doing what I'm doing. And and I'll tell people that because people tell me, all the, ask me all the time, How's it feel, Big Rev, to be in a studio and be signed to a label now? And I'll say, I got one name, and that's God. And and I know a lot of people are probably thinking, man, he talks about God a lot, but I can't help it. It's my life. And and we all fall short of the glory of God sometimes, but he's always there to pick us up and dust us off. And I want to be a light to the world. Um, like a lyric I have in one of my songs, I say, this world is quite dark, this world is quite dim. I'm grabbing my Bible and lantern, bringing Christ to them. And <laughs> I just really enjoy that lyric because it means so much to me because I'm also bringing the Word of God in the light. And that's what I want to do. How do you do that in your in your lyrics? Just like come up with what I'm saying? Yeah. It's I was, Ever since I started rapping, I've always was big on punchlines. Like I wanted to say something that people could be like, oh, oh, wow, that's what that means, or that sounds cool, you know? Because a lot of people can just get on there and rap and say stuff and, you know, all day long, the same thing over and over again. So I just try to think of things like, okay, the world is quite dark, okay, dark. The world is quite dim. I want to grab my Bible and my lantern and bring Christ to them. So I'm thinking, okay, since the world is dark, I'm going to bring my lantern. Since the world's dim, 
I want to bring Christ or my Bible and read to him and bring Christ at the same time into this world. So I just come up with a bunch of things that I, I want to for people to remember, you know, not just a song. I don't want them to listen to it. Oh, that's just a song by Big Reb. I want them to, hey, check this out. I love this part of this song. This 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 part ministers to me so well. And that's what I want to do. Like my song, single that's out now, Giants. It's talking about overcoming giants in your life, um, no matter what it is. So each new song that I that I bring out, I want to have a meaning. I don't want it to be just some song that someone listens to and it just be done with. I want them to have a meaning to it. I want it to have a meaning. Where do you see your life and your family's life and your music in the next three to five years? Oh, boy. Um, well, uh, I want to see. I want to see my family. I, I want to see them not having to worry about going without. Um, I want to see them happy. I want to see my children proud of what I can do and proud of me. And it makes you feel real good when they ask, "Hey, Daddy, I want to wear a shirt to school. I want to wear your shirt to school." It makes me feel so awesome. But at the same time, I tell them, "You're wearing that shirt. You don't reflect Big Rev. You ref- you reflect Jesus, and that's what I am about. That's what I do." And and they're like, okay, but I want to see my kids not have to worry about going without. And the number one thing I want my family to know is that we wouldn't be here without Jesus. And I want them to know that he's the number one reason in our life, that why, that why I'm doing this. And my music, I want to see it reach the nations. I want to see it go global. I want to see it touch the hearts. If I, I could be in the background. Don't put me in the front. As long as it touches someone's heart and saves someone from, from destruction or saves somebody from drug addiction or anything, I want that. To, I want, that's what I want my music to do. I don't want to make millions. I don't want to be on TV flashing this and flashing that. I just want it to be, I want it to pierce the hearts of the lost. That's what I want. So high spirit I feel Never stop feeling so ill Need Jesus, no Dr. Phil DSP, I know the deal Going to war, I need my shield One of my spots, gorilla to feel Praising God from a coupe to feel In the booth with Ted and Bill Messing the liver, sign and seal Going around like a wheel Your impatience just chill Till my God, I straight feel we about to get us something, keep the state straight, bump it, call me Al Cheek Bumpler. Sorry, Mr. Crumpler, Mr. Folk Town Hustler. Christ out, so the streets wrinkled, we fall. I wanna walk the path of righteousness, throw my white flag. I surrender in this name, I wanna tell the world why. Time to lace up, tighten game up, time to time to lace up. In a moment, we're gonna finish up our interview with Big Rev. He'll share the inspiration behind the white towels he sells at his merchandise table during concerts. Here's a hint. has something to do with uh, that track we just finished, Game Up. We'll also wrap up our chat with some powerful words from Big Rev to fellow musicians. It's encouragement that applies to every single one of us. Studio 221 is a full-service music production studio located just outside Fort Smith at Chaffee Crossing. Steel Dorch and his crew of musicians and sound technicians can help put together music tracks, create a demo reel for an up-and-coming artist, and a whole bunch more. They're also working with serious commercial artists like heavy metal band Angel Flesh, Eric Connor, and Eddie Crockett, Servant Easy from Marked Tree, Arkansas. 
Servant Easy is the artist who won Studio 221's 2017 song competition. Plus, of course, Studio 221 works with our current guest, Big Rev. Thank you so much, Studio 221, for sponsoring this episode of The Reboots Podcast. We're excited to feature this business in an upcoming episode. Now, Let's get back to our chat with Big Rev. What's your number one creativity habit that helps you get the beat down or the the rhythm down or um, maybe even the lyrics and, and be able to come in here and perform? What's that one creativity habit that you just are off unless you do it every day? Ah. Uh. Well, I have a catchphrase that I like to do all the time. I always go, shit, baby, like that. If I don't have that in some of my songs, I feel kind of like, mm, I need to add that to it. What does that mean? It's just means, yeah, baby. It's just like we're just having fun. Yeah, baby. You know, or, or always go, let's go, or let's get it, or, or stuff like that. I, I have this unique voice that I've always tried... Throughout my career, I've had different rap voices, honestly. Huh? You know, I started with the big rev voice like this, and then I'd go to like a... One that's kind of growly, and then I kind of I finally found my voice. You know, throw it at me. Uh, my rap voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> it's like I'm not of this world. Your boy is quite different. Calling on my life ever since I was an infant. I'm here to help these blacks from the sin that cracks the surface. Some say I'm strange, but my weirdness has purpose. Sheer baby, something like that. So um, I bring the creativity, and I take the music that I love. I take classic rock. I take hip hop music and I've mashed them together. I don't just I don't do just straight rap anymore, hip hop music anymore. I want to throw that blend in to reach everybody because you got a lot of people. Oh, it's rap music. I don't want to listen to it. Or it's just rock music. Come on, that's too hard. I want to blend both of them together so people can be like, oh wow, it's the best of both worlds. Um, so we're bringing that creativity in now with me and Still. Um, he's an awesome guitarist and. And he's laying out all the guitar work on my songs for me. And, and it's just, when 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 Big Rev relaunches, the, the people are going to be like, wow, this is a totally different Big Rev, but the same voice. So uh, it's just the creativity of just a mixture of things. Like, I can't just come in here anymore and just lay out a beat, two verses and a chorus. Okay, I'm done. It's got to be more than that. It's got to have a meaning. It's got to have... Because this is my ministry. Just like when a pastor preaches, he's got to make sure his his message is going to reach the, the people in the congregation. Same thing here when I'm, I'm doing music ministry. I've got to make sure that what I say reflects my life and touches people's hearts. I don't want it just, like I said before, I don't want it to just be a song that, oh, this is cool, okay, it's over with. I want it to touch their hearts. So I try to be creative in every way. I try to get them punchlines, say things that make them laugh, Say things that make them say, make them think about their life. Say things that encourage them to get out of the situations they are in their life too. Oh, so. you mean you create music to help people reboot? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Huh. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's your number one spiritual habit that feeds your creativity that you just lost if you don't do? I'll be honest with you. It's it's praying before I write. Every time before I write a song, I say, God, give me the words to say. These are not my words or yours. Um, I can't write a song anymore without God. I used to try, and I couldn't do it. I just could not. I could not sit down and think of a song without praying first. And once I pray, I do it. 
And it, it, prayer is big in my life. That's why my favorite scriptures, prayer, prayer without ceasing. So, What advice or encouragement do you have for parents of special needs children? Patience. Uh, <laughs> we all can use some patience sometimes. Just hold on. Uh, they're people too. They have hearts just like we do. It takes it takes a lot to have them learn. It takes a lot more to to uh, work with them. But you know anything is possible. And from where we were at eight nine years ago with my son to where we are now, I mean he has just grown tremendously. He loves the news voice. He knows just about every single song on their CD. And it tickles me because it's it, he doesn't want to listen to nothing else. He he loves this this one song they sing called Child of Child of God, and he sings it and sings it. So my message to parents with special needs kids are: hold on, pray, be patient, teach them the right things, because kids are watching you, no matter if they're special needs or they're or or they're living a normal life or not. They always are watching you, and they see. They see what you do, so let your life be a reflection to what they see because you never know what they're going to see or hear. And they can grow into be mighty men of God, mighty women of God. They can grow up to be business owners. They can grow up to be anything they put their minds to, but it starts with the parents. It starts where it starts with what we are going to do to make our children better. And the number one thing, like I said, that I like to show my children is Jesus Christ and why Daddy does what he does. So that's why. Uh, you know the the message to the special needs parents that I had. So, do you have a book or a scripture or a tool, maybe one of your songs that um, you would recommend to someone who's in the throes of a creativity reboot or or even a, a, a parent of a special needs child? Um, I'm working on a song. I'm trying to come up with a song now about special needs. Um, but uh, Giants is a big song uh, about, you know, facing and overcoming your giants. And then Creativity, it's a rock and rap. It, it, I was just I was just really discouraged about where I was going with my music. Because like I said, I was with I was with a group called NWC for a couple of years and there was division in the group and we just separated. And I was in the wilderness for a long time and not knowing what I'm going to do. And I just didn't, and I've, I've been hearing all this same old rap stuff for years and, and just listening to the same old, same old. And I said, you know what? I'm going to start doing something totally different. I want to do something different. Um, so the artists out there that are looking for something different, it, it, it might not be rap and rock. It could be country rock. It can be rhythm and blues and rap. It can be anything that you put your mind to um, create great music. And, and if you want to be creative, there's so many tools out there that you can use to be creative. There's so many instruments. There's so many artists that can help you, producers. You just got to find them, and you got to pray. And even people that, that do that, and, I, and I'm, this is for anybody that does music, not just Christian music. Anyone that has the gift of music that God has blessed you with, use it. Just use it, but make sure that you use it and give a positive message. Um, because music is very, very important in people's lives. I know it's important in mine. Um, there's so many times in my life that I'm thinking of things and I think back to a song and it helps me, you know. Um, but that's the creative part of it. You, there's so many things out there that you can use. Scripture, like I said, it's pray without ceasing. Um, 
1 Thessalonians 5, 17, because I have so many people, and I know I say that a lot, but I have so many people tell me, man, I'm a Christian, I'm serving God, but ain't nothing happening. Are you praying? Not really. Pray before you eat. I mean, that <laughs> that's just big. It's just something we always do, and, and it's just something that's really, really important to me is prayer, and it really is. Um, so... Yeah, prayer without pray without ceasing is my favorite scripture in the Bible. It's one of the favorite scriptures in the Bible. Then I think about Job, everything that he went through and got, and he had patience. It like I said, it took me twenty years to get where I'm at now. I'm thirty five years old, so no matter what people are going through in their lives, no matter how old they are, they can start their career. They can they can stick to what their dreams can. Now I will say this: I when I was in high school, I didn't want to be a professional wrestler. Um, that was my dream. I still love wrestling, still watch it. I, I'm a big fan of it. That's what I wanted to be when I was growing up, but I also loved music. So I said, God, if you will, just bless me with one of these, please. Well, the wrestling thing didn't quite work out, so I had music. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Hey, where does somebody find your music or find you in concert or reach out to you on social media? Okay. Uh, well, first, my single right now, Big Rev, um, at the Big Rev single, Giants, is out on iTunes, Amazon.com, and Google Play for 99 cents. Uh, like That Shines will be released on Halloween. That one will also be 99 cents. Um, you can contact me at Big Rev um, on Facebook, Big Rev123 at Big Rev0723 at gmail.com. Um, uh, also, um, Concert wise, I'm not going to be doing a whole lot because it's getting toward the end of the year. But at the beginning of the year, the album's supposed to be dropping, the full album or the EP. I'm sorry, the EP's supposed to be dropping at the beginning of the year, and then that's when I'll start doing some more shows. So, well, yeah. be sure to let us know so we can post it to our fans on our Facebook. Page. Oh, I sure will, and and I also have merchandise available: t-shirts, um, towels, and I know. People say towels, but there's a reason why I say towels is because when I started rapping, I used to carry a white towel with me on stage all the time, all the time, because, you know, I'm a bigger guy, so I sweat, so when I use it on stage, I use it on stage. Well, my dad pointed out, son, why don't you use your towel as a part of a merchandise? I'm like, what? It's like, yeah. It's like, well, okay. So I rubbed it off, rubbed it off. I started using towel. But then I was thinking as I grew older, the white the the white rag I use is my symbol of white flag of surrender to Jesus. And I actually have a song that I'm one of my older songs I do called Game Up. And it, it goes, I want to walk the path of righteousness, throw my white flag high, surrender in his name. I want to tell the world why. And when I perform that song, I throw my rag up and I throw it in the air because that's my white flag of surrender. So I thought about, okay, how about we sell white towels with big rev on it at the merch table so they can have a white flag of surrender also. And that's my story behind my towels. What else, Big Rev? Uh, <laughs> that uh, One last thing I want to I wanna end this on is artists, there are people listening. There are people that are loving your music. There are people that are not liking your music. You're going to have people that, that dislike what you do. They dislike what you say, but put it behind you. You know, it's your music. You do what you need to do, but make sure that you have a positive message with it because you never know who's hearing it. For instance, one thing, and I'll I'll say it real fast. um, I was also at another church performing, and a little boy was in there. 
I say little boy because I'm older, but he was probably about 13. He was on the verge of committing suicide. And he told me after I performed that he went to the altar and got saved because he heard me perform. And he was on the verge of taking pills and killing himself because his mom and dad divorced. And I didn't know that while I was performing. So that's the impact that you can make on people. You know, if you just stick to what you know and what you do and put Jesus first and, and, and just use your talents for good, you'll touch people's lives. And that's what keeps me going. It's not, like I said, it's not about music or it's not about money. And every, No, it's about me giving hope to somebody. Thanks, Big so, Rev. No problem. No problem. God bless you. We are grateful for Big Rev's willingness to sit with us and talk about a wide range of topics, including about the life of a musician being the dad of special needs children and the role the Holy Spirit plays in his life, in his music, and in his family's entire life. Thanks also to Studio 221 for sponsoring this episode and for creating an environment and a community built to nurture musical creativity in the greater Fort Smith, Arkansas region. We hope you'll look for more music from Big Rev in early 2018 as a new EP is released. When you do look for Big Rev, be sure you put a period at the end of the V. He'll come up a whole lot more quickly that way on your favorite music subscription service. Here's how it'll work. Type in big space rev period. Also, check out his new single, Wanna Be the Light, and the latest previous release, Giants. I'm Tracy Winchell, and we'll see you next time. We'd love to hear your reboot story privately on our StoryWorks blog or as a guest on an upcoming podcast. And we appreciate your feedback, either in the iTunes store or by way of email. Drop us a line, reboots at winchellstoryworks.com or on our website, winchellstoryworks.com.